market crashes, that is when people who can't afford, shouldn't afford, and overbought have to sell and have to unload. You have desperate sellers and you have diligent, patient, cash on hand buyers. You can get one opportunity after another. podcast that keeps you in the mix of everything real estate. I'm Noelle Freyson and... And I'm Eric Anderson. And today we're going to talk about how to recession-proof your real estate investment business. We have so many exciting things to talk about. We're going to hit different aspects of where to go, what to do, how to do it. Introduce our panel, Noel. So, as always, we have our power panel. We have Omar Sharif. He is our flipping and investing expert. And developer. And developer now. Oh, yes, no. developer. Yo, yo, yo. Hold on. You got you to gotta finish your development to be a developer? No, no, no. <laughs> Guys, they broke ground. I see the, uh, is it excavator? Uh, that's what it's called, it's right? Bulldozer? Uh, whatever it is, I bulldozer. see the, the digger it's thing. It's a hoe. <laughs> and they I'm not wrong, am I? Oh, is it called is it a hoe? <laughs> and we're gonna have a huge building being built, so that's exciting. By we have hoe. Nima Mary. He's our legal eagle. He is the managing partner of the Mary Law Firm. And we have our special guest who's now a regular. You are like I'm not a guest anymore. You're oh. not a guest. <laughs> Damn I'm Daniel. part of the family. You are part of the family. We have Danny Gonzalez is <laughs> from Danny Builds Homes. He is our construction consultant, and he is. He's part of the family. He can go into the fridge at any time. Oh, the moment I've been Danny, there. The I've moment been there. Danny told us that people poop in compound buckets, oh God. we knew oh. that he Let's had not to go back to that episode. <laughs> I mean, that could be a and way to- hide it. And they <laughs> hide it. That could be a way to save money, though. By fertilizing by, your by trees. By not having a <laughs> portageon. But anyway, Stop. all right, so Get on top again. How, to, how to recession-proof your real estate business? Very, very important question. Today, everybody thinks a recession is coming. We all know that Nima's been preaching recession for the last six he has. months. You've but been blowing up on the internet. Now, now Nima has put it into the air, and now it is here. So how do you recession-proof your real estate investment well, business? First, I want to ask, should you be going into real estate investment during or at the beginning of a recession? You should always be going into real estate investment. That's that's what, Why? what we do. Why? Because that's where the most people have success. Guys, I'd that was majority. such a steep, substantive answer. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, my world just changed. So, there you go. I'm glad. So we're going to get, get into why. Okay. okay. We're going to get into why. But first, why is real estate a good investment in the recession? That's what I just asked. That's what you just asked. Right, so, <laughs> fight, fight, I, I, fight. I think it's a good realist. Why is it a good investment in a recession? Is because it doesn't fluctuate the way stocks do. Uh, That's my opinion. No, but it's not correlated to stocks either. Like, uh, if stocks are going crazy, your real estate is not. Uh, okay, tell why. Tell why do you? Why do you think that? Oh no, I just have something stuck in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> why are you the buzzer? No, I'm not. I just thought it would be funny to do that while you guys were talking. <clears throat> oh, it wasn't funny. <laughs> Everybody else seemed to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, why is real estate a good investment during a recession? Because it's a great way to predict where your money is. In my opinion, where your money is going to be. When I buy something, I can predict the value of it. I can hold the value based on what kind of tenants I have. I can increase the value based on what I do to the property. Um, when you buy a stock or something that like that, you don't really have control over it. Eric, why do you love a recession in real estate? Tell me why you love it. Why do I love it? Why'd because you say it? what's the first thing that pops? Because it brings opportunities. Okay. So what he's saying is the PG version of a culling. 
It is a culling for a all the culling? like all, the purge, all the fakers who in the last couple of years who ride a high market and make money and don't know what they're doing. This is prime time. It is a culling. It is for those of you who know what you're doing, who've researched, who've learned, and have put in the hard work. You will grow your crops and be bountiful. Right? Praise the word. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the real estate. You guy. all wait for the market to skyrocket. Right. And that's when you're like, money making time, no. The rest of us sit and we wait for now. We wait for the culling. We wait for the crash, right? We wait for the tsunami. All the best surfers, all the biggest surfers want the big waves. And the crash that is coming is a prime opportunity. Every day in the last two years, I wake up with regret. And that is Why? that I no longer live in the economic crisis of 2008. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Was that a good time for you guys? Well, you were young. If you have you money, diapers. if no. you had money, it was Not a good really. time. Well, let, let, let's, let's finish that point because we could have made it a real. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> During the 2008 cycle, right, when the market crashes, that is when people who can't afford, shouldn't afford, and overbought have to sell and have to unload. You have desperate sellers and you have diligent patient cash on hand buyers, you can get one opportunity after another. Yes. Because people panic, people want to sell, they want to hold. When the market is high, they know some Dumbo's going to come buy the property. They know some idiot's going to overpay. They start dictating prices that don't justify or exist. But but what happens is the market collapses, it crashes. And Noel, to your point, it does crash when the stock market crashes. It is linked to the stock market. To Eric's point, it does actually fluctuate. Not as much as the stock market, you're not gonna see 30% drops, but it fluctuates, why? Because mom Joe, mom Joanne, Bob Joe, could be mom Joe, could be 2022, who knows, right? But <laughs> at the end of the day, when your 401k goes to shit because you thought that that was an amazing way to invest your money, when your retirement plan goes bye-bye, when your savings are gone, you're not looking to buy a place, you don't have money to buy a place, you may have to sell your house because your mortgage is high, you lost your job and you don't have any savings because you went and bought an overpriced place the last two years. So when the stock market falls, a majority of people who are not wise investors lose a lot of money, right? And they begin downsizing. And that's where people like myself, Danny, you, Noel, Omar, or anyone. Right? Anyone who's 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 strategically predatory in nature will come. You don't have to be predatory in nature. You just have to be out there looking for opportunities. That's called predatory, right? I also think that a hawk goes out looking for opportunities to eat the same way you're looking for opportunities to buy. You're a predator, okay, Eric. There you just go. concede that you are a predator. Embrace predatory. You have to be open to real estate, open to opportunities. Just if the way that the eagle is open they to come a out during a recession, really going for a there's walk. There's not a correlation to stocks, though. Let's say you have a building; it's fully rented. You have it. You're doing it. That's your investment. If your stock, if stocks are going crazy, there's nothing happening to that. Your rents are being paid. You have it. Sure, if you have a stabilized property that you're yes. not living in, correct. Right. But we're talking or even about if you're house hacking and living in it, and, and people are living upstairs, it's even better. Correct. Or the, alternatively, there could be a scenario where stock market crashes, you lose your 401k to your point, but you're totally fine because of the way you have set up. Exactly. So we're talking about the general concept of a collapse in a market reduces the amount of money in the market. Yes, and we're right? talking about today about your real estate investment business. So we're not talking about your single family home. We know that the prices of that fluctuate a lot more well, most than of our most investors. Two three family homes. They're not out here with fifty units, or they wouldn't be watching. But they're podcast. not building. But the point is that building. why why people why having investment properties 
is a good, it's a good time to increase that and why it's good to have that and how that doesn't relate to the stock market. An investment is an irrelevant figure. It is a bank. Your money is in the bank. You get interest on your money. That is called your return on your investment, ROI, right? So if you have $100,000 in a project and you bought it like an intelligent person because you watched our podcast and it has a cap rate, you know you're making anywhere from say five to 12% a year on your money. That is money that just comes to you and your money is locked, right? Now, can you withdraw your money? Not the same way you would otherwise. If you bought right, like I keep telling you all to do, but you probably still don't. If you buy right and you make your money on the buy, ultimately your money is safe because even in a shit economy, you'll still be able to unload. But if you didn't buy right and your property's gone down in value 10, 20%, you still may take a 10, 20% hit. But if you think about it, if you're making 10% on your money and you've done that for two years, you're at net zero, so you really have no loss. But if you're not, you hold. You let the money sit because real estate always goes back up. Yes. Because like every other cycle, real estate goes up and it goes down. You ride the wave. But as long as you're paying and you're debt servicing and you're collecting rent and you're making money on it, you'll always be collecting a revenue, like a business. You just don't sell your business. You just sit and you patiently wait until you get a divorce or something horrible happens. And oh you call God. me and I'll buy your property. And if you have rents that are paying you $10,000 a month during a good time, they're probably still going to pay you $10,000 a month rent doesn't during go down, a bad guys. time. No landlord, no landlord says, hey, I'm going to lower my rent. It just doesn't happen. There may be, we are in a unique circumstance, everyone. We cannot explain what's going to happen. Anyone who tries to tell you is a liar. These bullshit podcasts or Instagram reels you guys watch where they're like, hey, the my market's going to do this. <laughs> it's not bullshit. It's all, it's all is real. No, they're, guys, if they're, wearing an I, if they're wearing an IZOD shirt talking to you about how to make millions of dollars, next, right? The reality, <laughs> the reality is, the reality is, we don't know what the hell's going to happen because for the first time in our lives, we had over, I think, 70% of the population lock in long-term mortgages yeah. under 3%. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to have people who are going to get desperate and unload yeah. because they're locked in at sub 3%. People went nuts refinancing over the last couple of years. So Good the normal know. metrics we're talking about, about a collapse in real estate may not happen. You may not have buyers, right, because interests are so high. But you won't have a lot of sellers unloading either because they have cheap institutional money that they're locked in for. So we really can't guess what's going to happen. But what we do know, what we do know is that for people like us, right, not predators, but people who look for opportunity amongst the- Opportunist? No, people who find the weak and the hungry and then- People looking looking to grow their investment business. Yeah, right? Yes. With people who need to sell desperately, but we're not predators, right? There will always be ultimately people who will want to sell cheap. So you keep your eyes open, you stay alert, you stay attentive, and when you see an opportunity, you jump on it. Yes. Not like a bird of prey, because we're not predators. It may not it may not be that they want to sell cheap. It may that may be that they want to move on with their life or they're retiring right. to Florida, they want to or move they've or they're, a divorce, they're like you said. older, right. they can't handle investment and nobody want wants to, to sell it. cheap. So your job to get it it's, cheap. It's people, people that want to, to, to make a change and, and there are times when you could take advantage of that. Danny, you do I, construction consulting. Are you a predator too? Absolutely. Oh, no. God. <laughs> no, but I get what Our he says. Is. People are not, you know, I, I look at things different, you know, with the market. If I got it at this price and let's say, uh, for example, the, the going rate for the house is 500, but I'm all in cheap and I could let it go for 470, I'm going to let it go for 470. I'm not going to shoot for that higher no, number. No, yeah. Because I just work on what my numbers are. Not what the current market. Because you made money on the what? On the buy. Yeah, Yeah, that's what. That's you know, 
So, uh, but have you seen your have you seen your clients, your construction clients, or your flipping clients, or your investing clients? Have has it shrunk since the since people have been talking? Uh, I don't so, know if we're in a recession, but they've been talking about it. Well, this is the thing. Anytime someone comes to see me, I let them know exactly how the market is now, and I give them, like you said, not bull, you know, Instagram and the reels and everything else. I let people know there's not much out here right now. But I guess people are still, they're still hungry for that information. Sure. So they're still coming. You know, we're giving them the right advice. And I'm letting everybody know what it actually costs and everything else. But we also let them know there's not much out here and they see it for themselves. Are you beginning to drop your costs, like your bid on a project? Are you now going lower because you think that there's less uh, demand. demand has gone down? Um, no, I, actually, I don't do projects. But are you I, seeing, I mean, are, myself, are you yeah. seeing it? Are you like seeing it? Oh, no. So no, this is the thing. What I'm seeing is a decrease in good contractors. So contractors so actually contractors price. There's no more negotiations. You know how back then it's like, hey, you know, three dollars. No, two fifty a square foot. All right, we'll agree on two seventy five. Now it's the price is the price. You know, they're going to be you're, called. Oh, those yeah. people. But you're getting. Let's say you're getting a good contractor. It's worth the money. Is you right. figure no, you're not that, that, yeah. so you don't right. you don't see any any contractors looking for business as of yet. Oh no, I think they're okay. actually <clears throat> over busy right now. Really, because there's, there's a shortage of them. Like a, okay. yeah, yeah. So guys are what the most complaints I'm getting is I don't understand how contractors don't want to make money because people call a contractor. What regardless, sometimes it's a smaller job. They're busy, but they should tell the people, hey, I'm really busy, and I can't get to this for about two months. Instead of trying to like persuade them and say, oh, well, sure. you know what? Maybe this week, oh, I'll give you a call this week. Just tell them the truth. Just say, hey, I'm busy. I'm pretty sure you too. If, if a client comes to see you and you can't see them, oh, have a trial for a month. I really can't do anything. You let yeah, them know. Yeah. I do that. I have a trial. So, so we Instead agree. of like trying to, because they don't want to let off. the business walk away. So they're kind of like, you know, babysitting it, it. But I, I just think. And they hurt themselves by doing that. Absolutely. Because some makes clients them, will stay. If your work is good, they'll oh, absolutely. So, so we all agree that real estate is still a good investment in a recession. People still need housing. Everyone's always going to need housing. Yeah, and and re the recession creates bargains. We've we've done that. So so it may not this time around though. It may not, but usually, typically, it does. It should ninety nine percent. It should. Time. So we're 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 not sure what percentage he was going to come up with. We'll have that for you next week. Sixteen point four eight nine. Because none of you can fact check me. So, what, <laughs> so let's let's go. Let's Call say let's say we're in a recession, right? Mm -hmm. So what are the best types of real estate to buy? In a recession, dead people's homes who have a bunch of kids. Omar, what are your well, thoughts no, on that? No, that makes market. sense, but though, right? Any Is that you're, you're being direct towards? Yeah, because yeah. all they want is the money. You greedy, got greedy, greedy. But that's dead greedy. people's I've homes, seen. and they have a lot well, of the, kids. The, the legal term is probate, right, Nima? <laughs> <laughs> it's dead people's homes with a lot of kids. So should we be going to funeral parlors and knocking on doors? The, I actually know someone back the in the day who did that. Really? Yeah, back in the day, I knew someone no who did that. Yeah, do you read the obits? Yeah, I know someone did that. People do. He that. had this idea when he was 16 years old. So he went to people's funeral parlors. No, they would just read the obituaries in the newspaper and, and go to their houses. The names and the addresses. The people were dead at the house. Right, but no, it they says they are survived uh -huh. by Bill, Joe, Susan, John, and you know, and sixteen just, grandchildren. Just send it to the house saying, "Hey, we'll buy house cash for cash." Yeah. Mm -hmm. Listen, when there's four the people, they don't keep a shit about twenty thousand dollar difference mm -hmm. if you're a cash offer because it's only five grand to each of them. They'd yeah. rather sell, be done, and do no work on it, mm -hmm. right? Ideally, I, I've dealt with probates, and what happens a lot of times. is 
you'd be lucky if the heirs all get along. Some of them are di in different states. Which they'll force the sale. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it helps in some cases. So, Omar, how did you get those probate um, those things? So oh, I did, I didn't Omar pulls out his gun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I create them for myself. I, we call opportunity creators Omar. So, so I've, I've dealt with probates. I've looked into it. I didn't focus on it much. And it's a market that's always there. It's, it's not recession uh, proof. It's not, with, it's not just for recessions. But you find them by digging for them like anything else. So if you want to focus on Pun probates. Intended? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I won't get into the details of how to find probate. It's a podcast of its own. But once you find them, you have to make sure that the house is still vacant. If the, you have to contact the people who would inherit it, the people who are next in line. And this entire process that takes a long time to figure out how so to is, these people. I'm assuming though, if you want, if you're looking for dead people's houses, then divorce houses too, because the recession brings money problems. Money problems bring mm -hmm. tension so, between but couples. True, but the yeah. thing with and boom, you're divorced. But keep in mind, the, these topics are not for recessions; they're for every market, right? No, you, but recessions bring a higher level of divorce. I, I don't know. Is that true? Does it? In Nima, is that true, Nima? You know, all, you have all the percentages. Yeah. I would say, I would say that makes sense. Right. The thought makes sense. The number one this is actually a real thing. The number one cause of divorce is usually uh, finances. finances. There you go. Right? So, the, you know, based off of that, logically speaking, if there's a recession and you're in financial trouble, it could probably lead to more fighting, and which would I'll be. <laughs> Lead to bless greater you. divorces. Yeah, Thank you. you. I think true. though, I think COVID was a culling, so I think most people got divorced already. Okay, because um, of COVID. I don't know. I'm making that so up. So anyone who yeah, didn't get divorced during COVID will now get divorced because of the recession. Makes sense. But yeah. keep in mind, divorce is a very legal process. So when, when two people get divorced, it doesn't mean that the house is going to come down in a discount. It's not. It's not the same anymore, guys. So back in the day, divorces were throat. prime opportunities. Nowadays, yeah. courts will uh, order what's called a they'll milk uh, each other an no an appraisal. Yeah. Right. So now the court will set the price for what the property has to be listed for, okay. which is based sure. off of a, a, a appraisal and right. market value. So sure, at that time, it will be a little bit easier because you don't have to deal with certain things or after your contract, you can mess around home inspection wise to get credits because they want to move forward. Sure. But it's not like you're going to, it's going to be off market, like yeah. right. lower. Those <laughs> days were more prevalent before. Years ago. Aww, yeah. Nima, Michael wants you as his mentor. He says he needs you as his mentor. Michael, Aww. you must hate your life. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Who wants to have anything right, to do with so, I don't want to have anything to do with me. I hide the mirrors in my house. Right, that's <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I look at them all the so time. So let's talk about these properties that we're buying, right? Mm -hmm. During but Michael, session. email me. And these opportunities. Okay. Is it better to buy stuff that you're going to use as a rental property or is it better to buy stuff that you're going to try to flip? Rentals. Rentals in a, in a recession. They're both good, rentals? but I'll say I'll say rentals because um, back in the, cri the great financial crisis, two years after that, right around 2012 and 2013, these homes that were cash flow positive, you could have bought homes right off the MLS that were cash flow positive. You can't do that. You couldn't have done that in the past five years. And every single home from that time at least doubled, if not tripled in value. Right. So you could flip homes in a recession, but the thing is house prices came down, so you won't get the maximum. Got it. So numbers. you're saying you're better off buying it, renting it, and then you could sell it when the recession is over in or just hold six on to months, it Nima, a year. Multimillionaire. No, 10 years. 10 years, when the recession we, is over in 10 years. The recession years. will end sooner, probably two year cycle, but we will not see sub 2% inflation rates till for another decade. That is a statistical figure. Um, it's a 10-year cycle. When you break the 5% uh, inflation threshold, then it is a 10-year cycle back down to 2%. No matter, the Fed is trying to CPR it by raising rates, thinking that they're going to pull the brakes and lower inflation back down. It's not. Things have to take the natural course of things. Our Federal Reserve, our Federal Bank or whatever, they're a bunch of morons, idiots, who keep raising rates, Can thinking that they're gonna lower. I just went and did The opinions of whatever right. are not necessary. No, they are. Listen, you, if you're watching this, because I know you are, 
You're morons. You keep raising rates by killing the only economy, the only thing commodity moving our economy, which was real estate, thinking that that will curb inflation. And it won't. Inflation is rampant. Inflation is seen in our meats, in our in our. And that's process. why you need to buy rental properties because rent goes up. And inflation will it's, create rentals. It's not to even go that, up. guys. It's inflation it's proof. You have a property. purchase price, yes. you have a mortgage price, and you have a rent return. Yes. It's just making money on your money. There you go. But Danny, what do you think? You played yourself. Rental properties. No, rental. No, no, I was flipping or renting in the market. So I'm a big time flipper. I sold everything. You know, but right now it's rentals. It's absolutely rentals. I've seen homes. You know, obviously. For example, let's say the half a million dollar homes. You see, they're a lot easier to sell. You have a, a, a higher target to, to, to target, you know. But my thing is this: I see a lot of homes sitting on the market right now because of the high interest rate. Yeah. And, and I guess it's you know people think automatically it's coming down because everybody's saying there's a crash coming. There's a crash. Back in 2019, I was doing a house. I remember, and they're like, "Man, you got to get it done quick because here comes a crash." which only went up higher and higher and higher. I look at it as this, until I see the actual crash, I still work the way my numbers are and I continue to keep going. But I truly believe buying now, and I'm not just saying buying rentals right now is the best thing to do, it has to make sense still. Because sure, I see a lot money. of people <clears throat> unloading their rentals um, deal that came across my desk the other day. I bought uh, it. No, it, was, it wasn't that great. You know, a five unit out of Patterson. It was, I, I forget the number, seven something. But I start to do the math and you realize it's like, all right, it doesn't make sense right now. I Put get it. For 400. I get it. Some people purchase it and they look at more into the future. Okay, you know what? I'll start cash flowing, sure. you know, four or five years from now, which a lot of people do. Idiots. It um, could be a great opportunity to, to start collecting properties to flip in five years. Yeah, But I look at it like this. I feel people try to call your bluff. You know what? I'm going to put it up. It's one of those numbers that they list. I'm going to list it for 700 and see if I can get it when technically the price should be around six. But people are trying. And if you look, like I'm always looking at everything, you see one year it's 1.2 million. The next year it's down to 900. The sure. next year, three years from now, it's back up to 1.5. It's you know, it's a. I guess it's a waiting game. But so, you pay the number that makes sense to you. I never follow. I, so not say. I mean, every, no, I, right. I don't. People, I don't want people list for what they yeah, want. Doesn't I, mean it's yeah. worth it. So yeah. I. So this is the way I work. I look at numbers. I look at houses. I look at rentals, flips, everything. I put it in my own brain. I analyze the numbers. If it makes sense for me, beep, beep, boop, boop, boop. I purchase it. If it doesn't, yeah. <laughs> Except the sound no, really, uh, Marlene, Marlene. Shit deal. She wants to get in on the recession opportunity. And I love that you know our students want to get in on the opportunity. But she wants to know how does she start? How does she start out in real estate investing right now when we Marlene, I want you to answer recession. this. Are you a, yeah. are you an opportunist or a predator? Let's just look for opportunities. So, so they're one and the same, right? Now I want, yeah. I want, I want everybody to concede. So, well, as far as starting out, I, uh, that's what the part that we didn't cover yet. So starting out in a recession is good because that's the only time you'll see values that are dropping and you won't have as many people compete against the same property. Good right? point. Like what Danny just mentioned. So if, you, if you're going to start out, it, we're not there yet. And we may not be there because Nima just mentioned people are locked in in very low interest rates. So a true recession is when people are forced to sell because they're having financial trouble. And when that happens, the deals are going to start coming. If that doesn't happen, there's still deals to be made because people go through trouble. Save your cash, day. look for opportunities yeah. to, to Keep your take advantage of, of seller financing, things of that nature. Yeah, so the opportunities come up once people people face crisis. 
And whether you want to call that predatory or opportunist, it's different. So what I've learned from you guys, right, is one, what you just said, save your cash, right? You have to get, Marlene, you have to get yourself ready. You just can't be like, okay, I want to do this now. And be patient. These guys always talk about waiting for the right opportunity. Just don't hop in because you're like, oh, I want to do this. No, be that cat that's laying in wait, right? And then you're going to pounce. On the right opportunity. Am don't I get, right or wrong? Don't get hit by a car while you're out on a stroll. Yeah, Am actually, I right or wrong? Yeah, no. I want to give a great, a good example. So real estate is like the trend right now for the last five years. Yeah. It's been, mm -hmm. I guess because of social media, podcasts, everything mm -hmm. else. So people are just yeah, willing podcasts. to jump right in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jump right in. And I've seen people jump right in without doing, without knowing what they're doing. Or having their money. Many times. I've seen people, uh, you know, we're talking real estate, yeah. but stock market, this, mm -hmm. everything else. Uh, the... Um, uh, what was it? The, the Bitcoin, Bitcoin and every, yes. mm -hmm. everybody was a trader. And then all of a sudden, everybody's quiet because now they lost. They lost everything. You know, everything. Bunch of goddamn it's okay. Morons. It's okay. You educate yourself. Yeah. But this is the thing people on social media are telling people, go buy, who cares? Buy everything. House hack. But you have to make sense. Uh, and the numbers have to make sense. If you're purchasing this home to house hack, mm -hmm. even anything I buy right now, you see the, the cars. Is the house are, hack. A house hack is Stay tuned for me and Danny's house. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's when you live in the house and then you rent it. And then you rent it. So <laughs> I've, I've seen house hacking on single families. We had a whole episode on House hack it. House yeah, we did. We Actually, did. I was on that uh, episode. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, we had a whole okay, thing. Okay, so, so quick example. You get an FHA, uh, FHA loan for a three family. You move in. A lot of times these guys move in in the basement, rent all three floors, mm -hmm. house hack it. They live for free plus positive cash. That's called house hack. House yeah. hack. All right, yeah. sounds good. Yeah, so. so actually, this is a great point. So Don't house hack with three or four kids because it's not easy to move too, them. It's too You're crazy. supposed to house hack it, as you know, single. as when a single as or a you know, well. young couple. <laughs> actually, that's that's a great thing. I, I don't move your girlfriends do in the apartment. But <laughs> you, we just talked about um, how you use your brain computer with Nima's noises. Of, oh yeah. Of beep, boop, boop, beep, so one of the big things to do deal or no deal. Hey, one one of the most important things to do is do a stress test on what you're buying. So let's talk about how you stress test out what you're going to buy. So I know all of us have our own version of what a stress test is. Like run different scenarios. So no, you like you you take like a hammer and you hit the outside. If you notice cracking so in the building. In, in like 30 seconds or less, Nima, give us what your stress test is on what you, how you're going to buy something. I don't have I'm always stressed. I don't have a stress test. No, how do you run scenarios? How do you figure <laughs> out like Are you stressed? What's your yeah. stress test? Like what do you what numbers do you check? What's your what do you want yeah. to turn? Like da 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 da. Use your little Oh, I don't want people on the podcast to know my formula. What's your, <laughs> what's your All right, formula? that's private Very information. simple, guys. It's not it, it's not a stress test. It's whatever you want to call it. We like to call it basic math, right? Stress yeah. Test. You take you take the you take what you're putting down, what your debt is, what your expenses are with a vacancy rate, what your cost that you know your cost, then you take your current income. Don't be one of these momos who's like, well, I can raise the rent on all the apartments and right. then it'll be worth it. It'll be a great deal. No. Okay. Take it for what it is at today. If you do it, it'll be a better deal. But if you have to make it a good deal by convincing yourself about something that hasn't happened yet, no. Use the actual yeah. numbers, put it at the end, and I look at what is my return on my money because my money has value. If I, 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 thank you, that was your thirty <laughs> seconds. Omar, thirty seconds. Um, so as far as a stress test when it comes to rentals, what I do is what most people don't preach, especially on YouTube and these podcasts, is when you buy a rental, you have to have reserves from that rental. And I've seen posts saying that buy a rental and have it have a rental for your car, make five hundred dollars a month. 
If you make 500 on a rental, use it towards a car payment. I think that's ridiculous because your initial year may just go towards saving up reserves and that's your stress test. You, you should be able to have enough reserves so that you can cover any unexpected expenses that come from the rental. And typically the number I'd put on that is seven to $8,000. So that's my stress test. If something goes wrong, if the HVAC breaks, if it needs a new roof, the, res the money that I spend on that property should come from that property. I shouldn't have to take it out of my other. Omar, income. what percentage would you say of your rent? So let's say your average rent roll is 40,000 a year net. What yeah. percentage would you say should be your reserves? Average is 40,000 a year. So percentage-wise, I don't know, but I'd use the number seven to 8,000 just because- Universally, that to you is a good cushion. Yeah, just because if the HVAC goes wrong and goes bad in the middle of the winter, and depending, if I put in a new HVAC, the reserves could be lower. Is that seven or 8,000 plus a couple mortgage payments? Wait, so or is that seven, that includes your mortgage yeah, payment? So that, that what does. if your mortgage payment is 7,000 a month? I mean, then you probably wouldn't be taking advice from me if that's your rental. Rental, yeah, you net positive you never know. on the rental. But no, if it's 7,000 a month, just increase it. If it's 7,000 a month, that means that your capital expense will be significantly higher if something goes wrong. Okay, Danny, so. what's your what's your stress test? Okay, so- 30 seconds. 30 seconds. <laughs> he had two minutes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, all right. So my example is a three family home. He needs more time. Omar? <laughs> yeah, okay. sorry, go ahead. So here we go, a three family home. I always looked at rents, um, obviously, I think $500 an apartment to start out for someone who's new in the industry. But I believe that $1,500 a month, you're making positive income, you should save everything the first year. This is an investment and you have to, for me being a contractor, my, my um, main thing is repairs. God forbid the boiler breaks. People don't understand it costs six, $7,000 to repair a boiler. Yeah. So. I always say that first year you can save $15,000, save it. If you yeah. have a job already and you're just starting out, you don't need that extra money. Stop wasting it, have reserves, and then you know eventually refi. My, my thing is this, I don't believe in refi and cash now, I believe refi lower your rates, you start getting more income, that way in 30 years, your kids take over this property and it's constantly cash flowing. So that's good. Right. Thank you. What, Hold on. Why stress test? Oh yeah, stress. Hold on, yeah. Eric. Go. Thirty seconds. <laughs> Thirty seconds. I like okay. to I like to make ten percent of whatever it is, and I want to have at least six months of mortgage payments. Wow. And six if months? I can do both of those, then I'm good. How's that? Six months of mortgage. That's, you're done. That's a lot. I want to be able to cover six months. Of I. Yeah. But you know good. what? It was funny. I was gonna say six months. I swear, but I had too much on my mind. My brain's all over the place. Still yeah, that, calculating that's, that's Nemo's good, numbers. There you go. But six months, and I'm gonna and I and I agree with Eric. Let's just say, you know, the first month or two, things aren't going right. Three, four months pass by and you're like, I'm still in a situation. Now you still have time. You don't have to stress mm -hmm. yourself out. You know you still have two more months of mortgage payments, but now you should be on the ball. By right. month four, now you give yourself only three months. Nobody really reacts in the first month. That's how I see it. Everybody's like, oh, I'll be fine. You know, another month pass. Oh, it's okay. Me, I like to attack things day one. So that's six months, I'm pretty sure. You start the clock and you're like, uh, you know. And I'm, like a, that, I'm a procrastinator, so it depends oh, on, this, okay. on this scenario. So I'm gonna be on you. Eric, yeah. you, have, you have 45 days. You should it. be like that yeah. on day one. Like Nima, yeah. if you don't do something for him on day one, you're dead, so that's-, that's <laughs> <laughs> But like if you lose a tenant, that am makes I, sense. Then you're not oh like, no, because not, yeah, I am impatient. People are like, I mean, oh, well, I'm not it. losing money. Well, technically you are losing money. Right. Let's yes. say that tenant was bringing you another $1,000 cash flow. God forbid something happens, now you're losing it. You're right. still losing $1,000 a month. I'm not saying a rush to get somebody in there. Obviously do it the right way. Run credit background, make sure, you know, and don't lower your standards. I see some people go from a month and a half security. Oh, it's okay, you can pay me security. 
uh, month by month. Never, never ever never. do that. If they're not paying you all that money up front, yeah. you're gonna get chumped. Yes. Yep. Yes. I've, yes. And I've seen the judge tear apart the landlords for accepting <laughs> portions of the rent. Why did you take two months to put the eviction paperwork in? My motto is this, day one, rent is due. Day five, it's late. Day 10, I'm fucking you I'm up. in there. See, I don't curse as much as Nima, but he's absolutely, you know, day 10, I have court eviction papers in there already. Because wow. by the time three weeks goes by, you have a court date for the, for the um, day and it's, you know, $52. Yeah. So let's just touch on that really yeah. quick. So Nima, um, Nima is one extreme. Danny is middle. Um, I'm probably the opposite end. I'm very flexible. But what I've learned over well, the see 20 in six years months <laughs> is never give anyone flexibility unless there's some massive unexplained reason. And even then, you should still file the paperwork because you can always withdraw the paperwork. You can always tweak it. But getting that paperwork filed on day 10 is the right way to, oh, to be a landlord. And, and uh, you get it filed day 10. Uh, you know, I, I had a startup that I, I, I stopped it during COVID. It's called speedyevic.com. And it was based on And it was designed that you as a landlord can go and put in your information on day six. You would get an email saying, hey, uh, did you get your rent? They said no. They already had all the information populated. It would hit one button. You paid a flat fee and it would file it. Wow. We need that. You figured, we need that back. back. Listen, yeah. the, the yeah. tenants are going to pay your, your filing fee anyway because you you charge a late fee. So it only so only if it's marked as additional rent within your lease. Well, I, we should have actual whole podcast. Does that, that, that speedy evic still work in your firm? Uh, no. Okay. No. I didn't think so. I have to say, though, when we're it's talking about the stress test and we're talking about the numbers and all of that good stuff, Omar does teach a class called Burr. Buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat. Okay? Burr. Except don't refinance right now. So, yeah. <laughs> but so take out one, yeah, one, one of the R's. Burr well, with an X. <laughs> if you need the cash out, if you if you're spending all cash, and if you buy even at eight percent, if you're getting a rate of eight percent, you know that's just like hard money. Work. It could still make sense yeah. to refinance. It just depends Guys, on the situation. We haven't seen our generation hasn't seen interest rates this high for quite some time, and they're just going to keep going up. But, so. Well, not. I mean, we saw it back in 2009, 10. Like, like I said, our there. generation hasn't seen. <laughs> Are you calling me old? No, but even then, even in 2009, they never hit 7%. Yeah, they didn't hit 7%. No, guys. Guys, you have all these sellers who were like, I saw an advertisement. I think I sent it to you and I trolled them. I called the I called the, the agent. So stupid. 5%, 5 cap. Moron, interest rate 7%. Why are you advertising a 5 cap? Yeah, I'm going to buy this guy's property to lose 2% a month. Right. Like, were you what born you stupid or did you, you develop that what way? What are you saying? I mean, Okay. <laughs> I mean, I didn't expect him to respond, but I want him to know that the world is not stupid. So a lot of you guys are going to realize the things you've learned, the techniques that you see that are these like quintessential techniques, that's not going to work anymore. We're going straight old school 1990s hood real estate buying style. Right, you need to put a lot of cash down because money's not cheap anymore. And if you have back in the day, a, a ten cap was a unicorn. Now you need a ten cap because if you don't get ten percent yeah. on your money, you can't it. cover your debt. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. So guys, the game has changed, and this is where you're going to see a fluctuation because with higher interest rates, sellers are demanding, oh, five percent on your money is great. It's better. You always hear it's better than the bank. To anything, your shoebox is better than the bank. All right, you don't get any money from the bank. They give you 0.01 percent, then charge you thirty dollars a month so to manage your. Yeah. Is Burr dead? No, Burr's not dead. It's Two in the back of the head. You just need to get uh, your properties at a deeper discount to, make, to have it make sense. There's always opportunities regardless of what anything is. It's yeah. just the figuring out what The only podcast giving people the real real is the remix. 
right? The rest of these BS things that you guys, I shouldn't say that, I don't get sued for defamation. In my opinion, the rest of these things that you guys see about like, look at this method. Guys, in the last two years, a monkey that went around like this could make, could money, make money off money of real estate, <laughs> yes. right? That's like, right. oh, buy and sell higher. No shit, it's not a scientific method that if you buy something and the market's insane and there's a shortage, you can just make up a price and somebody else will pay for it. That doesn't require any technique. That doesn't mean you know real estate or you understand the fundamentals of flipping. And these techniques, which are phenomenal and great that were developed over the last decade, like the Burr method and other methods, are phenomenal methods that work. So we but should be looking for other methods? We should be looking for basic methods. The greatest real estate method that's ever been created was called math, right? You just take the purchase price. So now, so now that we're on math, that. right? We're gonna, let's talk about math. Um, Omar's texting all his friends. Should you be <laughs> should, should you be watching your expenses more so now when it comes to uh, it, looking at those investment properties is which ones to buy and and where could you cut a cost on an investment property if you're going to buy let's say a multifamily that came on the market and um, how how would you tweak that and cut some expenses to make more money any any ideas if you have to cut expenses to make money you've already lost. You already lost. Okay, but okay, but yeah. we can say that, but then that doesn't help people. So if they yeah. need to, how can we triage you, people? You, you can't triage, but you can't cut an expense because you don't know what the expense will be. The contractor yeah. can raise his prices, can lower it. That's a variable you have no control what over. What about cutting expenses that don't have anything to do with, that aren't bringing in ROI? Like um, Then it's not an expense. Yeah. <laughs> then what are you cutting? There's, there's ways to cut expenses. You could cut the trash expense. You could cut your super expense. Mm. You could cut your cleaning expense. So let's say- well, You're getting you a cheaper cleaning a, lady? You could clean it yourself. Or get it once a week instead of twice a week. You could, it, you like I said, that. if you have to cut that expense to make your project make sense, you've already lost. Yeah. If you have to fire your cleaning lady so you can make it make sense, you're- fire. Okay, cut her hours. You're talking about a couple hundred bucks a month. Yeah. If you're at that point, I still stand behind what I said. You're done, you're out. You can't cut your expenses, guys. You Look, you can, but you can't expect to make a bad project good by cutting expenses. You can't expect to make a bad project good by raising rents. Right, so you shouldn't go into an investment thinking that you're gonna cut expenses. And there's but exceptions. Some stuff one. are just given. Then you just you can do that. You could, you could cut your profits is what you could do. No, but what if you already have <laughs> A, a, a building. Bad investment? Like, a, yes. Okay. I'll even give you that it's a bad it's all investment. To me on the cheap. So you have it <laughs> and you hook. want to triage it because you want to hold it. You want, you just figure it out. Take money from somewhere else and put it into your losing asset. Wait, you mean buy it and you want to hold it instead no, of selling? No, you've already you already have it. Okay. You already have it. So you and now it? you need to you're you're holding it, so, but you want it to make so money. So let's go let's go over some ideas. One idea, okay? Let's say you have a multifamily building where the tenants are slowly turning over, but you have one water meter and one gas meter. You know, there could be a way you could separate meters out. I know it's a little bit of money out of pocket, but if you separate those meters Best out, decision you never make as a landlord. And that Best could help you, you reduce yeah. your expenses. If the town allows it, yeah. Best decision. Most towns will. There's very few. Jersey so, so they know what we're talking really? about. Let's yeah. we, should we Damn, do something bro. like a, Sucks. a 15 unit building. Let's say mm -hmm. right. so they so they can understand a little bit more. <clears throat> so we have a 15 unit building mm -hmm. where we're not really cash flowing on it. Right. It's an older property, I guess. Mm -hmm. or, Correct. Okay. And like you said, one water meter. Uh, well, water usually the landlord pays the thing, but let's just say that the landlord pays the the gas, or let's say they pay the heat. I would start by separating. Obviously, you're going to have to put into this property. Like, I'd start by cutting the heat. Yeah. I would do the meters. I would do a gas meter for each apartment mm -hmm. and have them paying their own utilities. I get it. You're coming out of pocket. You might be coming sure. out of pocket 20, 30, 40 grand, but eventually it's going to pay itself back because they're paying and for cut that. Cut your part. monthly expenses. Second thing is I've seen people, you know, a lot of guys try to 
evict everybody, not evict them, but you know, have everybody move out and do a full renovation on the building. Yeah. Do a department at a time. Now, the, the second you get that, land, that tenant who's been there for 25 years, mm -hmm where they're only paying for a two bedroom only 14 1500 you redo the you know that that apartment now you might be getting $2500 a month mm. so constantly so slowly i don't see anything that's going to shoot it up right away but our whole our whole thing is just 15 units is a long term building i fear keep it work on it slowly and then obviously you're going to start cash flowing a lot sure. higher and you could, that might, i mean that's 100 percent right you all have kids that's 100 percent right kids. it's a, you slow and steady you rebuild yeah, it and you it. increase it but it's not yeah. an overnight yeah. thing sure you could also look at um your lighting so let's say you still have halogen light bulbs in your building you could switch those out to, to yeah, LED, led lights absolutely but these um, are these are capital improvements guys that if you're already in a bad investment and you're yeah. tight and you're trying to save money we're, we're you're talking about putting right. real money into this project right now and you'll have so to you do a capital call yeah it's okay. just, you're not going to have a it, it better depends, investment it all depends on the situation but when you are in a recession looking for ways to save look at these things that you normally wouldn't look at look at your gas bill look at your I mean, electric bill can i, I disagree I, I, I do too i agree with danny so here's here's the thing though because if because if you're looking to save expenses you're gonna have to have a major capital expense to start with. Just Changing to save light money. bulbs is not always a major. But it's not gonna save much money. Thirty-three dollars is not always a major expense. It's not. But just disagree. Thirty-three dollars is what it costs at Home Depot for your cheapest grade LED replacement, plus twenty dollars to install your fifty-three dollars, and each apartment will have a minimum of twenty. So you have you're talking about mm. thousands of dollars per apartment, even to go LED. It depends on. And a bulb if is you're six. Changing the bulbs in the hallway. If you're changing the bulbs. In the apartments, and the, the kilowatt there. difference was you're talking about like three cents a month to it. it take, statistically that, yeah. speaking, it takes a year and a half to make your money back on an LED yeah. light bulb. And, and secondly, but if we're cutting expenses on a property that you already own, what, it, why if did you, you own go it? In? Yeah, yeah, why did you go in? It should already be cash flow positive. What expenses? Omar and you aren't saying different things, but you're saying cut an expense. But Omar's saying it's not cutting an expense if you spend more today. Yeah, because you'll need to invest significant amount. Situation. You could also look for you could look for spaces in the building that are not being used. Let's say you have a basement. Rent storage, it out. Add okay. storage facilities. <laughs> <laughs> create a storage. Create storage units in your basement and look for ways. So, to so the, right. I, I would agree that I've those. That. That's not cutting an expense, right? Yeah. That's adding True. value. Adding value. Yeah. So right. I, I think if you're stuck with a property that you need to cut expenses on, you're losing to begin with, and you shouldn't have gotten into that property. But if that's the case, it doesn't have anything to do with the recession. Recession is not going to make you lose Guys, money. Cut expenses, okay. not on your investment, because if you, you're nickeling and diming your investment, you're already out. Yeah. Cut it in your life. Stop we're going to fine. Starbucks. Don't yeah. buy six dollar coffee. Sell your we're car. Right. <laughs> no, start to add it up. Yeah. yeah. Sell $5. your car. Yeah, yeah. Or so make more cut, money. Cut your life expenses and focus on your investment because that's what's gonna. That's at least at least you're building equity every month, right? So there. So we're talking about all this great stuff about cutting, right? So let's talk about this. <laughs> expectations. Okay? okay. So should we cut our expectations? Should we focus on short term goals for long term gains? Or should we be still focusing on long term? What, what are your thoughts on that? Is it easier to take in a recession to take the goals and just make them shorter? Like, what am I going to accomplish in the next six months? How am I going to make this Can I go happen? here real quick? Well, yeah, I have why a question. Why ask me okay. permission, Dan? All right. Because right. you're the bully. You're, you're the bully. You're the bully. You're the bully. So I. Now, this is the thing. It can go either way. Everybody has their own plan. Every, I, I say every deal, every person, everybody's individual. Me, I think different now. So I look at everything as a long-term game right now. So I have three kids, and my plan is to leave everything to them so they have a, you know. You're still like 30. Yeah, Where are you 30, going? Yeah. Doesn't no, matter, but, bro, because he's you playing know, chess when everyone else really is playing checkers. Really? Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm 30. 30. <laughs> You're 30 today. Yes. Is, that how, is that really? No, I'm, Look 40, at his beard. I'm 41. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> is that 30-year-old's beard? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I, I had a kid in high school. He had a 
gray beard at like nine, eighteen. That sucks. <laughs> so my thing is this. So my thing is this, Dark and I and story, I've bro. seen that from a bunch of yeah. different um, cultures. I've seen guys come in. Cultures, the Puerto Rican stuff. <laughs> I've seen guys come in, purchase a building. Mm-hmm. For example, it's one building in Paris, and I'm like, wow, he overpaid for that. Okay. And I'm like, it doesn't make sense. I guess they're looking for the future. The long term. Yeah. But let me tell you. Now I revisit it to this day, and that was about seven, eight years ago. I'm like, wow, he's the guy who won. Because now that building's worth four or five million dollars more than when he bought it. Mm. He overpaid when he bought it. I'm like, this is a crap overpaid building. But was I the one who was wrong? You know, because now I'm looking at I'm looking at it different. I'm like, wow. You know, because the guy it, it was a whole let me so tell you. So his short term goal was to get that building. His short term goal was to get the building, but his long term goal was to hold on to it mm-hmm. and never sell. Okay. What are we really talking about here, guys? Do you want to be rich or do you want to be wealthy? That's what we're really talking about. I, I think rich is short term. That's my yeah. You want to be rich? Yeah. Buy, sell, take that money, go buy a watch, go get a nice car, and then you're broke again next year. You got to yeah. keep rinsing and repeat. Yep. You want to be wealthy? Don't worry it about it. Forever. Buy it. Forever. Hold it. Yeah. Think 20, 30 years from now. Think what you're going to leave your children. Yeah. And the biggest, greatest example, I know it's is basketball sports star players. Uh-huh. Guys who, who make 30, 40, 100 million. Mike Tyson, the, the greatest uh-huh. example has made so much money, lived a life, but he only thought short term for a quick well, five. Did he get divorced too? Yeah. No, he raped a chick, allegedly. Oh, Allegedly. Yeah. But then it's there's guys who, who have a, a good example. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'd just like to, to give examples. No, Mike Tyson's probably the best um, one. He made yeah, a billion Mike dollars Ta- yeah. and he was dead yeah. broke. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. spent a billion dollars. And, and it, you can even take the worst situation, and I know everything falls back with me, everything falls back on real estate, but there's this WNBA coach right now. Her whole career, she only might have made, um, you know, six, seven hundred thousand. A WNBA player. Um, really? <laughs> really? Really? But right, really? So listen, really? she played. She put in the time. Right. Now she's a coach making two, three, four million dollars a year. So now she's WNBA? now she yeah. So now she's she's cashing in on her investment. Did she buy real estate. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. she's she making fifteen million dollars yeah. a year. But I, I look at it like this. Anything you buy is always going to get better. Yeah. You just have to buy it at the right number. And I agree with you. I, I started investing 20 years ago. I bought in areas that were a, a, a crappy market. And it's not nice to anybody talk about Hackensack. You had a vision, though. You saw a vision for Hackensack. I mean, we've talked about... <laughs> I, had, I had opportunities. I saw an area. Eric I saw the sack and he knew. And I'm just saying, though. It has paid off for me. Hack and tech is very 10 years later. It may or may not be hack and tech. I don't think he was talking about hack and tech. Uh, that was just general, funny that now everyone's convinced I'm, I'm disagreeing with the long term. <laughs> Buy for the long term. That's how you, how you create wealth. And it is generational wealth when you do it that way. You know, you may still struggle on your way up, but your kids won't. And guys, I got to oh. say also, all of you guys watching this podcast, stop worrying about what other people do. There's a, yeah. there's a frame that says, what you eat don't make me shit, right? So look at what you want out of life and what you want to get and do it that way, right? Don't look at what someone else is eating because it has nothing to do with you know <laughs> your digestive system. Figure out what you want to eat and what you want to come out. A lot of times yeah. people or are Or where you want it to come out. A lot of times people are doing things. And they're not actually doing it. They're just telling you how to do it. That's it. Like I've I've seen. Yeah. Oh, go invest in Texas. You don't own anything in Texas. Yeah. So how are yes. you telling right. somebody We've to go? About yeah. that. Yeah. We've talked about that. Never. I've never. Do you, you know, tell people off who tell you that stuff? Uh, I should. You know, no. I'm gonna, we're gonna go live, and and you're gonna tell them off for me. Guys, I want everyone <laughs> to know this new thing I'm doing. I just say exactly how I feel. 
And if is you look new? at them, does it make yeah. you feel better though? Oh, uh, yes. You told me that last Wait. week. Actually, you told me. It's amazing. Nima, you were curbing what you were saying before. Oh yeah, watch our earlier podcast. Hundred <laughs> percent. So, so let's let's talk I, about. I agree with let's that. talk about that statement for a second. I 100% agree. Only listen to people that have done it, and if they're telling you to invest yeah. in Tennessee, they should own a ton of property dude, the there. The best is the dude in his 60s or 70s who's a loser and wants to give his stupid ass opinion to everyone who wants to hear it. I'm just saying this because I know someone in this range, right? <laughs> it could be another person. It's like, yo, shut up. No Stop giving room. us your opinion because if you had a really, really good opinion, you'd be executing it yourself exactly. yeah. and you would be successful. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. if I ask you for your opinion because you're someone who has executed and has accomplished it, thank you for taking the time to spend your valuable time right. to educate me. Yes. There's a difference difference. If, if people volunteer their opinions to you, they're two things, right? They're just really nice and close to you and want the best for you, or they don't know what the hell they're talking about, and yeah. they just love to talk and hear themselves talk, right? Yeah. Like, I think the, the saying is, you know, if you're going to take advice, take advice from someone who's in the arena and not who's a spectator. Well yeah. said. That's exactly like that. how I feel, and that's what I tell everybody, and I I'm trying to I find a way to make that, that more vulgar and funny. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so let's talk about another thing you could do right now during the recession. Invest in technology, invest in yourself, invest in education, yeah. learn tricks, learn, talk to people. Oh, wait, did you say invest in education? I did. So press subscribe, mash that button, the subscribe button, okay? And come to recareercenter.com because that's where you're going to get to learn from Omar right Speak, here. Speaking of, I just got a text from one of our students. Yeah, why? I'll read it. I'll read it because it has to do with the recession. During the recession, people don't know what to do with their money because they don't want to invest in the stock market. And there's not many alternative investments. So people look for investments real in real estate. Mm -hmm. And this student just said, uh, fast forward to it. Oh, <laughs> Omar, can, your can rugged we, good looks. Can really we demonstrates. Talk, can we talk more about the development stuff? I'm ready to invest $30,000. Now he's saying that because he's someone who works a full-time job. He saved up last time we spoke 120,000. Wow. And good for he you. asked me what he should do with it. And I said, look, if you want to become active in real estate, you could start doing flips and put your money towards that. But 120,000 won't be enough uh -huh. generally. Invest that money in a fund like in Omar fund. talks about. Yes. Yes. So we have a capital group and people who don't want to play an active role in Investing their money, they put it into a capital group, and we put that towards our development. And they can still learn without yes. the without. Why the does that actual make sense? Because yeah, they get passive why investments and passive returns. But most importantly, guys, developments skip sometimes cycles. So to get a development approved takes a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So the development that's about to break ground has been approved a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. By the time they start and finish construction, it's two about years. two years out. Yeah. That means when it's reopening will be when the economy is turning back around. Mm -hmm. So if you time yourself and you get in at the right development, don't be afraid to invest in a development when the economy is beginning to crash. Yes. Because when that comes out of development, that's when you'll be seeing it shine, yeah. right? So don't be afraid to get in. Be more afraid to get into the ones that are in the process of completing that are gonna be open in the yeah. middle of the crash. Yeah. But the ones that are just starting, it's a great time to get into development, not residential flips. Take that money you made, mm -hmm. selling a bunch of houses off of that idiot you got advice from on Reddit, right? Mm -hmm. And you have a couple bucks in your bank account right now, invest it in a development <laughs> well project. Well said, Nima, well said. But and I think that's really, it, what you said invest in, yes. in education and invest in yourself, yes, right? Invest in yourself. And this person yeah. who just texted him right now mm -hmm. is literally like took a class, was investing in themselves, in their own education, learned something, and now is going to actually do it. Yes. Good and, job, and, Omar. And one of, the, one of the most important things for people that do have investment properties Make sure you know your tenants. Mm. Make sure you're ahead of yeah. the game with them. Make sure you know who's living in your units. Make sure you know what retail tenants you have. 
gauge what's going on in their lives and, and try to stay ahead of any potential issues. If they need some help with a deferment or if you feel they're gonna go out of business, you could start advertising early. Get on top of them, understand what you're dealing with. Come on, bro. Just Let's go. get last words. There you yeah, go. Give it to I want to hear last words about surviving as an investor the recession, as a real estate investor. Recession proofing your real estate investment business. Last word, right. Omar. Last word. I think recessions are the time people get rich in real estate. And if you're looking to get into it now, now's the time to start finding deals and finding people who have money and want to invest that money into deals. If you're already in it, continue doing what you're doing. Um, and find people who, are, who have good development projects where you can invest money in and speak to your network. If they have money sitting in the bank account, their 401ks, everyone who gets burned in the stock market likes to turn to real estate. And now's a good time to do it. There you go. Danny. I'm lost. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last, last word. Last word. How to recession-proof your real estate investment business. Your okay. last word. Five seconds. Uh, ten seconds. Okay. So this is my thing, guys. Um, hold on to your cash. Hold your cash right now. If you don't know how to flip, if you don't know how to buy rentals, educate yourself and make sure that you're you're learning from the right people. Watch this podcast every week. The Find Fun Flip class. I have a construction class. I'm not saying that. We we just tell you the real. They say someone who curses 50% of the time is the most honest person in the room. 46. So. <laughs> All right. So, All right. Mr. So honest person. Hold your cash. You know, we're, we're not we're not magicians. We can't predict anything, but I see something coming soon. I see where you're going to be able to purchase, and you do need cash. Like you said, someone and had a And it's going to be an opportunity. Yeah. All right, Danny. Thank you. Nima, last words. Y'all ready for this? No. <laughs> Y'all ready? All right, guys. Can I record it? <laughs> yeah, this will be, this will be yeah. funny. Ready? Right, here we go. <sighs> guys. Stupid is what stupid does. Farce come. All right. We're going into a recession. So if you do stupid things, if you want to flip houses and think that you're going to ride this wave, right? Mm -hmm. You know what the outcome is going to be. In this current market, you need to invest not to become rich, but to become wealthy. You need to put your money into properties that you can get that are undervalued, that will give you a high return on your investment, and that you can park. Not that you can use a method to refinance, pull your money out. The game has changed, right? Don't do stupid things and you won't be considered stupid. Make smart investments, make smart decisions, make your money on the buy, sit and ride this recession out and count your money to the bank when it's over. Thank you, Nima. And my two cents, don't be afraid to make offers. Do, do your research, do, do your education, learn what's going on learn what's happening out there, and go make 100 offers, and, and maybe you'll get one. Don't be afraid uh, to go in $50,000 below asking. Don't be afraid to make ridiculous seller financing requests. Just go out and try it. Shout out to Mike Sloan watching us right now. Anyway, <laughs> so man. remember, keep keep trying, and if you visualize it, you can make it happen. All right, so we'll see you, we'll see you next week. time. Bye, guys.